real estate over there and hustle over here. Got real estate over there and hustle over here. Welcome to the Uninvited House Guest Podcast. I'm Tony Stanford. I'm Joy Bailey. Thank you for checking us out. So headlines are going crazy, uh, especially Charlotte specifically. Um, people are getting evicted. Um, about triple the time, triple the amount of people that were last year. Um, currently, um, home prices are slashing. Is what people are saying. I don't necessarily believe it to be true. The crash is here. The crash is here. Um, so I guess, what are your what's your take on what's going on, or the articles that are coming out on the news, or even our favorite YouTubers and the kind of their hey the crash is here. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. Like, there's not a crash coming. Um, one of the questions a lot of people ask is, well, is, is it a good time to buy? I actually had a guy call me last week and say that. And I was like, well, I don't know what that means. How do you define a good time to buy? What does that mean to you? Because it's going to be different for every person. And so he said, well, like, are the prices going to be down? I said, oh, you mean like, are they going to be 50% off? And he said with a straight tone in his voice, yes. And I said, no, um, that's not happening. Um, this alleged crash that everybody's talking about is only like a little bit of a reduction in, you know, people's prices. But and to your point about evictions and things like that, that's a little sad because like rent's high, housing prices is high, everything is high. So I don't know. I, I mean, I just know that I don't think you can really put a whole lot of stock into what the media is saying um, because they get paid to have headlines too like they damn near gossip columnists at this point <laughs> like so you you have to be really really careful and vet where you're getting information from but you know if if you if you want to know you just have to do your own research um from trusted sources but th- there's not a crash that's coming and even what you said like oh evictions are three times as many as they were last year i mean okay let's extrapolate that. that data right like <laughs> what is what is triple me like did it go from like a thousand to three thousand or did it go from one to three you know what i mean so that's the other thing you have to really dig deeper into some of the verbiage that headlines use because it makes things sound a lot more severe than it actually could be. I would say to that, I think the crash that everybody was kind of expecting happened at the beginning of the pandemic. We didn't realize it. And I say that from a purely interest rate perspective. Um, there were obviously homes were starting to sell. There was obviously multiple bid situation on pretty much every house. Um, but I think that was the crash that we wanted to see because the interest rates made it such that if you bought a $300,000 home at that time, um, you're paying with someone currently probably paying for a $500,000 home, right, or, or more. So I think the crash, quote unquote, that people were looking for happened already, um, is, is my opinion. Um, and I think just even, again, interest rates are subjective. They change all the time. You can always refine slower rates, things like that, which is, I think it's a good thing about it. Ultimately, you got to be in the game, right? Well, wait. You just said how many foreclosures do we have here? Uh, in the Carolina MLS, there's thirteen. Ooh, yeah. Don't don't all rush over here at one time. And that's actually pre foreclosures. So they're not even really foreclosures. Oh. Like they're pre foreclosures. So that's wait, hold on. So what happens? Oh, sorry. So if it's a pre foreclosure, what what do I do to get one? I have to wait until what? No. So a person can sell their home up until the point they're in foreclosure. 
Um, essentially, the bank may have to approve it right. for you to, to purchase it, but no, they can sell it all the way up until it's officially foreclosed because uh, then at that time you have to buy it from the bank and not the owner. Um, but essentially, the person selling the house won't be able to receive the proceeds. It goes directly to whatever the foreclosure proceedings are um, to the bank. But they will ultimately get whatever the overage is. So they're not selling it for below market, are they? Most likely they yeah, are not. So they have equity in the home, mm -hmm. right? And so if they have equity, even if it was like, even if it went into foreclosure, the proceedings would basically say, hey, we're the bank, we foreclosed, you need to pay us back all this money that it cost us to do the foreclosure. Anything over there, here you go. So I wouldn't be expecting, you know, <laughs> people to be in dire straits anytime soon. Yeah, like I said, as we, we talked about this before, the inventory levels do not support a quote-unquote crash. We don't have the inventory. There is at a max 45 days worth of inventory in the, in the Canopy or Carolina MLS, uh, which is essentially from here to the mountains. Um, so, yeah, there's just... It's just it's not possible, statistically speaking, because you don't have enough inventory. There's a shortage. People are looking for homes. Obviously, people are being evicted, so people even need more homes than we already need. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's not... There's This is not 07, 08, 09. None of those years. This oh, is, man. Yeah, it's not. This is not that. Should have been born sooner. Yeah, definitely. Or not in school or whatever you were doing in 07, 08, 09 at the club <laughs> or whatever you were doing kind of to celebrate. At the club. <laughs> um, I know it. But, okay, so no crash that we can see in sight just yet. Um, and on my side, anyway, I don't think it's going to be one because of the type of loan products that we have. Like, you have to show us that you have a job, you had a job, and you're going to have a job. And we're going to give you, like, a 30-year fixed rate um, for most of everything. You know, I've had a couple people ask about interest-only loans. Like, no. <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> you can get interest-only loans for, like, jumbo loans. Okay. But trust and believe they're putting down a decent amount of money before they're able to be approved for that. So it's not like... Interest only, adjustable, you know, no job, no asset situation. Like, no one is being set up. And, I mean, I said all of that for one individual person. Like, we're not doing things like that now. So, I don't know. I don't know about a crash. So, I guess even to that point, we always talk about interest rates and how it's cyclical. And, again, if... You know, you were born in the 80s, the, the interest rates at that time were 19% or so. Um, so obviously we're a lot less than that now. Um, does that, does, I don't I guess I'm not even gonna say like, like rates normalize, but I think rates are subjective and I, I wouldn't put too much stock into it personally, because again, it's gonna change and as it changes, you just adjust accordingly. Um, I, you're a homeowner, I'm a homeowner. When you first bought your house, what was the interest rate roughly? When I first bought well, my first town home, I bought in 2006, and I had a six and a half percent rate mm -hmm. on my first mortgage. Mm -hmm. I had, it was like an 80 20 loan, so I didn't have to do a down payment because it was 80 percent, was a six and a half, and then the 20 percent, um, I think it was like 11, it was like nine or 11 percent was the rate. Um, so I didn't have any mortgage insurance, but Tristan, they got their money. <laughs> Um, which subsequently ended up going into foreclosure later on down the line, like maybe almost five years later. Okay. Um, I, my most recent purchase, um, for the home I live in now, 
I got it at the end of 2017 and more rate on a 30-year fixed is, oh, no, it was a 3.75, and I refinanced to a 3.25% rate. So very, very low. And with that said, that does not incentivize anybody to want to sell their house to go move to another one for a higher interest rate. So, Good point. I mean, and then what, if you get in financial trouble, like, where are you going to go to save money? Like, you, <laughs> if you're house. sitting on a 3% rate and your mortgage is, you know, $1,500, you're not going to find a $1,500 rent payment anywhere. So... That's another reason why it's not going to be a crash. It's nothing to incentivize people to like walk away. Very good points. I would say I bought in 2012. My interest rate was like 4.25-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I did refinance. Um, I'm at like three something. I don't know what it is now, but it was like 4.25 when I bought it originally. Um, but again, I didn't necessarily, at the time, I wasn't caught in the headlines. Obviously, mm-hmm. social media, we do a lot of oversharing now. So people are concerned with stuff that more so fear was a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of stuff in the news. But definitely I wasn't like, oh, what's the interest rate? I can't buy it or should I buy it now? Um, it was more or less, this is the right time. Should I move forward, etc. The interest rate was secondary because, again, you got to pay it back. You got to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it locks in your rate. In this case, you get a 30-year mortgage for 30 years. I don't know anything you can buy that you can get a rate locked for 30 years other than a house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, again, it's subjective. And to your point, if you sell a house today, you still got to live somewhere, right? Because mm-hmm. if you, you got to live somewhere. So, yeah. you're going to have to pay somebody somewhere or something. So, it could be you, it could be the bank, wherever, but you definitely have to pay to live um, for sure. Yeah, that's a big, big, big one. Yo, I just thought about this. Like, people that have government loans, you can, like, if somebody wants to buy your house, they can assume your interest rate. Very true. That's a selling point for some people. So, but even still, when you move out, where you go, like, that helps the person that's buying the house, but it doesn't help the person that's selling it. And again, we talked about this, I think, even before. A lot of people did sell during 2020, 2021, early, and they moved into either an apartment or with their, a family member, which I don't think that's a long... Either of those are long-term solutions for someone who already previously owned. So, yes, you got the cash out, but now you're re-entering the market in 2022 with 7% interest rates. Um, so, did I mean, did you really win? I, I, did you really win? Did you really exactly. win? So, right. unless again your goal was to downsize, mm-hmm. which again, if you're planning to do that, then possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at, again at Charlotte Market. As I said, we have less than 45 days of inventory, so you're not really you're not a lot to look for. Um, and so. the builders are not they, like they're pulling back on how much they're building. So I don't know. It's it's like a it's an interesting environment right now. But I mean, ultimately, I I would I would say do what works best for you and your family, and don't like let the the outside noise uh, hinder you from from moving forward. But you know, I would say this about me: I'm a label for like I love me a Louis Vuitton. You know, I love me some designer. Woo woo woo. Let me tell y'all: if y'all want to flex, baby, go ahead and get you a um, house with an eight percent rate and put it on the ground. That's how we're gonna know you balling for sure. <laughs> y'all want to know? Y'all want to know who's balling for real. I'm telling you, watch some people that's, that's like, oh, I just closed on my house today. They the ballers. I guarantee you. I'm telling you, that's a flex. Yo. That's a flex. I never thought about it. 
that that's a bar like <laughs> that's that's a bar like I, we'll have to come back to that thought on another another that's that's a bar like for real but again ultimately like i said the market is pretty stagnant in my opinion from a inventory standpoint obviously interest rates are uh going up, upward direction but again it's still obviously the market is not shifting dramatically you may see some price reductions because houses are sitting on the market longer if they are sitting um but again that's still few and far between again if a house is priced correctly as i always say it is selling in days um i just went under contract with a, a friend of mine and um, we had a multiple offer situation house was um we went under contract in six days so the house went on the market and within six days we went under the contract so definitely stuff is still flying off the shelves there was obviously competing bids um i guess before like pre during the pandemic or so we weren't necessarily doing open houses right that wasn't the thing so now they're open houses again so you're seeing a lot of competition i was in an open house this past weekend and it was like say it was 30 people there we had to wait in line to actually go into the house etc that house went off the market by sunday night and the open house was on saturday right so again there is still competition that the house was priced correctly and most people if they're listening to their realtor they are going to price their house correctly other than say, well, my neighbor sold for this price because um, that doesn't necessarily mean your house is that. But the, if the house is priced correctly, it will sell. So so what's a long time to wait? Like you said it was six days. So what's, what's the difference between, okay, so obviously 24 hours versus six days. It seems like an eternity. But what's, what's the, like, the reality? Well, I would say, well, I will first say, it only took six days because they were fielding other offers. Mm-hmm. So had they not fielding offers, they could accept my offer the first day and we could just been done with it if we wanted to be real. Because we seen it the first day it came out, put an offer in that night, actually the next morning, mm-hmm. probably by lunchtime. So literally they could have wrapped it up in a day if they wanted to. Um, that being said, a week is not a long time in real estate at all. It's, it's equivalent to probably a single day. Um, if you think about all the stuff that happens from a pre-approval, it's writing the offer, mm-hmm. getting the signatures, getting it back to the seller and then they're countersigning it, things like that. Um, so six days is not a long time. And like I said, it's, it's real short. Um, obviously we're not, and to my opinion, I don't think we're seeing people getting houses sight unseen anymore, which I think is probably not necessarily a great practice. Um, but yes, I mean, it's a short time frame. If a house sits for 30 days, obviously it may be priced incorrectly. Um, it may just be a lot of competition in that neighborhood. So if I'm selling and my neighbor's selling and somebody else selling, we all had the same builder. But there's nothing to say that someone's going to like my house over my neighbor's house. They may have a better backyard or a better view or this or that. They have a few upgrades. So if you and all five of your neighbors sell at the same time, somebody will have to wait naturally. Um, so I think it's a couple, many kind of small factors that go into how long you sit. Mm-hmm. Um, other than just if it's priced correctly or not. But definitely, I've seen a house with that same client that had dropped. It dropped like 15000 in price, which again is not a lot of money, that's very small in the big scheme of things. Um, and that's just because it's set on the market roughly 23 days. So typically you want your houses to go, you know, most people obviously you want it to go in a week, maybe two weeks. Um, anything after that, most likely you do a price reduction. Um, most times it won't go be on market that long enough to have a price reduction. But we even when I seen the, the, the money, excuse me, the price reduction, I was like, this house is undervalued based on the stuff that sold in the neighborhood. When I looked at it and I did the comp and I was like, hmm, is something wrong with this? So I had to went back and I looked again. It was like, no, nothing's wrong with the house. I think it just was bad timing. Again, literally all, a lot of their neighbors were selling, which as a result, 
somebody isn't going to be able to sell a house. In addition to that, that same neighborhood has new construction in it too. So you got new construction as well as a lot of your neighbors selling. It's just a lot of competition. Um, so I think they just picked the wrong time to go into the market. Had they went maybe a week earlier, probably would have sold in two days. Um, obviously, we never know the answer to that, but the house is currently, of course, off the market. Um, and again, they sold at a price reduction, which again, that made them a motivated seller. But again, they definitely still got well above what they paid for it. I'm looking at a house right now. I went to an open house the beginning of the month, um, back when the, I don't know, like the second or the third. And this house priced at $456,000. The house is brand new. Like someone lived there. I think they bought it in like February and they need to sell because they're moving to a different state. Is, a, is that a long time for a house to be on the market? How many days? From September the 2nd. Uh, no, so basically almost a month. No, I mean no, September the ninth. So it is. It's a. It's a lot if they're not getting activity. So if they're actually getting people to come see the house, mm-hmm. um, so they're getting showings and people are actually giving feedback on the house. It's not a long time because again, it just may not be right. Possibly they knock it down five thousand dollars. They'll probably get an offer immediately ten thousand dollars. Some something that range five to ten thousand. They'll drop the price down. They'll get some more people to look at it, um, and it'll be off the market. What's funny about houses like that, they often sit, and then once you, like if I take one of my well, future clients to see that house, somebody else will almost automatically bid on the house the same time we did. And it's like, how is that possible? Except for 30 days, and nobody looked at it, right? But again, it's timing is important in real estate. We talk about that all the time. It's, you know, okay, I'm ready now, I'm ready now. Um, so I think 30 days is, is, is not that long. Once you get the 45 days, then that's long. Right. Okay. Because again, that's all we only have forty-five days of inventory. So forty-five days, I think, is kind of the threshold. Once it gets past that point, you probably see either it'll take it off market or you see a massive reduction. And massive in this case is still not. Oh, so that would massive. crash. <laughs> it's not enough houses to crash. But yes, you'll see. A, you'll see again. But again, that also I'm just goes waiting. to. I'm waiting. I'm holding out for it. Like. <laughs> but again, you also like always put into perspective that you have to remember like in houses are based on like the last six months like the pricing is based on the last six months of inventory mm-hmm. so if you think six months ago from from now people were still buying houses cash people were buying houses sight unseen so mm-hmm. obviously the pricing was higher houses are still worth what they work but it was higher than mm-hmm. possible if i'm paying an appraisal gap again now the house is i'm paying more than it's worth if i'm paying a credit limit. but if i'm not the house is worth what it's worth mm-hmm. um so you are having that fluctuation where okay my neighbor might have sold for 430 right and my house only worth 400 but that's because somebody paid the appraisal gap right so i can't sell my house for 430 because we're not in the same market as my neighbor was but i could probably sell it for 400 mm-hmm. um so it's as a realtor, it's my job if you're selling a house with me to give you realistic information and data so that we price correctly or we price it just quickly so that your house doesn't sit for 45 days. Okay. Well, that's good enough. So we got this segment of the podcast where we do like a trending topic. It's just a real quick blitz. Um, if it's if a discussion gets too good, it'll turn into further discussion later. But it's called Mortgage Points. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about mortgages, obviously, or potentially about mortgages. Um, and today's topic is... All right. So there was an article in CB- CNBC News about recent home buyers. It said 72%, which is a very high percent, people have regrets about their home purchases. Um, the article went on to get some tips on, you know, ways you can avoid disappointment. Um, but I thought it was really interesting just kind of reading the article and, and knowing where we were, you know, a few months ago where it was bidding wars and a lot of stuff like that. 
So uh, they were saying that the reason is that they have regrets, of course, is they felt like they overpaid. Um, and of course, if it's a bidding wars, you're probably gonna overpay. Um, they felt like they were rushed through the process, um, which I think is obviously another possible reason. And then, um, I forgot what was the third reason. I can't remember the third reason, but those are like the two top reasons. So what do, what do you think about that? I can understand that, but I think that it's important to kind of unpack well, what was driving this. Um, it was a combination of, at least in my opinion, two things. One were the super low interest rates mm-hmm. and, you know, people could buy more house um, and have a lower payment than they ever been able to before. And the other thing is FOMO. Very true. Don't want to miss out. <laughs> Don't want to miss out on that, you know? And so, yeah, they did. People got caught up. Buying a house is very emotional. I always say that. And, nay, a lot of this was a big, big boys game. Grown man game people was playing last year and if you got out here and you was a little boy trying to play a grown man game you might have gotten burned yeah i mean i thankfully i don't, I don't believe any of my clients got any bad deals we we pretty much offer what the houses well, were worth you're not gonna say that. no i'm being serious <laughs> like i'm talking about pricing rates right like i didn't i didn't encourage my people to put twenty thousand dollars down to do diligence i didn't encourage them to skip Inspections. I didn't encourage them to get a house that was outside their press range. So that's why I said I don't feel like any of my clients, right? Because I'm very practical when it comes to home ownership. As a person who's, again, been a homeowner for a very long time, I understand that you can get in a situation and you become house poor immediately, right? Which is not how you want to live your first few years of home ownership because that will lead to regret, right? Um, so that's what I said. I don't believe any of my clients have this sentiment. So hopefully that's true. And I'll have to check in with everybody just to make sure when I send their Christmas cards this year. Um, but no, on a serious note, like, again, I feel like there was a lot of pressure if you were in the market. Again, I, we talked about this, I think, on the last episode where people were actually selling their houses with nowhere to live. Because, they, again, they wanted to just get the house off because they felt like they was to get the most money they ever could for the house. Right. Mm-hmm. So it definitely was a lot of stuff going on. And to me, it's like I could not see myself selling my house. And having a backup plan of moving in with my mom. Like, I love my mom, but I don't think I want to live with her, like, as a grown person of this age, right? So, again, but people were doing that because, again, they, oh, I got to get rid of a house. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that, okay, great, you sold your house at this price, but you're probably going to use all of that money to purchase a new house because that's what the prices are going at right now, right? Well, so. I mean, yes. And, and, you know, people were definitely trying to sale but they're the imbalance and why things were going out of control is because there were more buyers than sellers definitely more buyers than sellers way more and it still is and it will continue to be yeah um my thing is the the lengths that people were going to to get those offers accepted bro i remember i had a lady she was moving from Asheville to north carolina i mean to charlotte mm-hmm. Found a house in the university area. It was listed for three seventy five. They offered four seventy five, and the house appraised for four seventy five. Oh, okay. Everybody was shocked. I was shocked. Realtor was shocked. They was. We was all like, "Oh, well, okay, right." So when we start talking about, "Oh, I feel like I 
spent too much money. Does that mean that you went above and beyond over asking? And I think I read something like it was 68% or something like that over, I forgot the percentage, but I think about 68% of people went over asking. Um, and I mean, it happened, but here's the thing. When I say it was a big boys game, grown man game, it was a calculated risk. It wasn't for people to play or get in the game doing anything like that that couldn't afford to gamble a little bit of money. Like, I'll go to Vegas and I'll eat real good. I'll walk around. I'll drink. But I lost $3 in the slot machine. I said, oh, this ain't for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. I, I'm not joking. I, was, I lost $3. I said, this is not for me. And, I mean, that was the housing market last year and the year before. It may not have been for you, but you still wanted to play the slot machine. And you was hoping that that next pool was going to be your big payday. Well, I mean, for some people, you know, you can lose $1,000. You can lose $5,000 in the slots. You, can lo you might be able to lose $100,000 on a trip going to Las Vegas. Well, I can't. And so it's a calculated risk. What exactly are you exchanging? Time for money. You're measuring how long will it take for the property value to go up so that I can break even. Because real estate is always going to go up. You should definitely not be in the red forever. So some of you that may be feeling a certain type of way, I, I would air on the side that they just unfortunately weren't a hundred percent prepared to go to the lengths that they went to that's fair um like i said i think it's important to have an agent obviously that's on your side that's going to talk your language that um i'm not even i talk to myself too i'm not pushy right so I, again i ask you for your requirements we talk about what do you want and i make sure i show you houses that meet that criteria but ultimately, you're going to say, hey, Tony, this is the house, right? If you don't say, Tony, this is the house, I'm not going to say, well, this meets all your requirements. I'm going to let you decide. This is, this is where I'm going to live because at the end of the day, I don't have to pay the bill. You got, you got to pay that mortgage That's note, it. right? I tell people that all the time. How many people did you have that bought sight unseen? Um, I, um, I haven't had anybody that's bought sight unseen. But I do know people like I have neighbors who never I have, have neighbors who never moved in. They literally seen on FaceTime and they moved in the first day. The first time they seen the houses, they moved in. So, yeah, most of the people actually I've actually physically got to see the houses with. So I didn't have that issue. But again, I understand. Again, it was definitely a hot market. Again, as you say, interest rates were historic low. Mm -hmm. Right. So, again, I could see why it would be encouraging to kind of do something like yeah, that. That might be the one and only time that you can get a $400,000 house. I mean, because you definitely, if you didn't do it then, you can't afford the payment now if your income has stayed the same and interest rates have doubled. Good point. Good point. Good point. So definitely like, again, there's definitely articles every day, of course, about news and things like this. So we'll continue to kind of bring you some updates. Um, like I said, I thought this was interesting. Again, you don't want to have buyer remorse or regret. So definitely, again, make sure that you are tapped in uh, with your loan officer, with your with your real estate broker to make sure that you are getting what you want so that when, again, you're sitting in your house a year later, two years later, you were happy with the purchase you made. So that's my tip for the day. Um, Y'all be blessed. 
All right, well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully, we've uh, shared some stuff that you can use to uh, spark some discussion with your family and friends. If you love what you heard, please uh, share, like the episode. Um, again, we need more people to listen to get the information. Again, our goal is just to help people to become homeowners. Um, again, that's one person at a time. So definitely, if you like what you heard, share this with someone. Thank you. Peace. Paid off, got a house to the own. Fuck is paid off, got a house to the own.